One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. You are joined by me, Ryan McGowan, and as always, James Kay. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Ryan. I'm doing well. Just finished work. Got a few days off now. Looking forward to not really doing much. So, it's exciting. My favourite pastime is not doing much. Uh, that's always been my main goal and incentive, is to just sit down and not do anything. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. But no, I'm, I'm, tomorrow is my not doing much day, but Saturday I'm seeing some friends. That'd be nice, going to watch some football. Mm. But yeah. yeah, my weekend starts here, which is weird for people listening because this probably goes out, I don't know, on a Friday or Saturday, and they'll be like, yeah. But for me, it's Thursday, so I've got the Friday off. <laughs> um, I'm not just explaining how weekends work. When when I operated the drop ride at the dungeon, right? Oh, yeah. You'd left by now, but... um. One of like for those that don't know, it's what's called a um, uh, conveyor belt theatre attraction. So every six minutes, the next group get brought in, right? So every six minutes, you've got another batch of people that you've got to do a show to. And eventually, I started working on the roller coaster at the end, the drop ride. So every six minutes, I've got to load so many people onto this ride, get it get done, get them out the room, and keep it going. And if if anyone is working slow. Um, you've got a backlog and it just messed up the entire flow of the building and it was never a fun time. Now, I was really, really good at getting things done quickly. I was so, so efficient. And I remember when I used to train new starters on how to operate the rides, I'd talk about the importance of being efficient and whatnot. And I remember uh, a manager asking me, like, what's what's sort of your incentive? Like, what, what keeps you, you know, motivated to keep moving? And I'm like, if I work quick enough and efficient enough, I can have a minute to sit down it's before, so true. <laughs> before yeah, the I'm next excited, one's yeah. come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for we've said this before, but we have new listeners. So maybe if you didn't know, that's where Ryan and I met at London Dungeon. Uh, we were both just miserable bastards. And I think we both realised that we were both just miserable bastards. So started hanging out. Um, I used to do the same because we were both actors there when, when I was there. I left quite prematurely because I just had enough. And yeah, I used to literally yeah. just... 
fucking fire groups through so quickly. <laughs> and like whoever was in the room next to me was fucked. Like they were having the worst day of their life. But I was just yeeting groups through so I could sit down on my phone for 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that you and I, uh, we tended to bond at the locker rooms and the changing rooms just being like, ah, shit was today. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, shit. Just being mis- miserable every, every day, which is not, not much has changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah so um yeah sitting down an amazing pastime an underrated thing <laughs> <clears throat> i'm a big believer in like if someone asks you do you have plans and you're like no i have no plans that doesn't then mean invite me to something that means mm. i have no plans and that is my plan to have no plans yeah or if someone sort of judges you for not doing anything on a day off and they're like well you didn't do anything and you're like no i didn't do anything i as the old saying goes, time you enjoy wasting is not wasted. Ah, very good, very good. And as the old adage goes as well, time flies when you're having fun. And my days off shoot past and I don't do anything on those days. So I'm clearly <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, for us today, it's Thursday the 9th of Feb. For you guys listening today, it is Valentine's Day. This is go- This has gone out on Valentine's Day, James, just so you know. Oh, okay, cool. No, nice. so, so it's not the weekend. Okay, it's not. Okay, cool. Yeah, that undermines everything I've just said. It is Tuesday for you all right now. Well, um, Tuesday. But uh, yeah, it is Valentine's Day. So in honour of the day of love, we are doing a special episode on Saint Valentine. So I do hope we enjoy this. And with that, so do I. We will begin. So Valentine's Day, a day that is universally hated by all. For couples, it's a day where you are pressured to show your love for your partner in ever increasingly elaborate ways. Gone are the days when a bunch of roses and a card from the petrol station would suffice. Now, we are bombarded by a capitalist machine that convinces us if we do not buy this giant stuffed teddy bear with a 1000% markup, we don't actually love our partners. Then, there's social media, where everyone feels the need to show off to others when they're given a nice gift which in turn makes some couples jealous and want the same, if not equal, treatment, and inevitably leads to the question of, do they really love me? And let's not forget our singleton friends either. Valentine's Day can be a hard one. Whilst those of us in relationships are scrolling through social media, starting to sweat, wondering if the handmade card with a heartfelt message will be acceptable to our partner, knowing full well that friends of ours have gifted one another a trip to the city of love, our singleton friends are generally trying to avoid social media, at the risk of chucking up their guts from all the sloppy posts. And they may also be trying to stay indoors, avoiding all the lovesick couples being ripped off by overinflated deals at restaurants. Overall... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I, I just love how we started off this episode explaining how we were miserable bastards, and then you've just done that. <laughs> you've just gone straight into that. I've gone for the jugular on Valentine's Day. You, you've, there's no like, no one's even allowed to enjoy Valentine's Day. No, because as I said, overall, I don't think anybody really likes Valentine's Day. The only exception being those who love gift giving, and even then, they're doing it for their own satisfaction. I myself am quite lucky. My partner's birthday is on Valentine's Day, which can sometimes be a gift and a curse. Whilst my partner isn't a fan of Valentine's Day, as it takes attention away from her birthday, it means we tend not to celebrate it. However, as it falls on said day of love, it means that anything we plan to do is tinted with a Valentine's Day hue. 
But why do we celebrate Valentine's Day? Who is the titular character in our story and what's so lovely about them? Well, simply put, we don't actually know if the saint that we call Valentine actually existed. And that is the end of this week's episode. Join us next week. <laughs> you just used this as an excuse to have a run, didn't you? Yes. Uh... <laughs> so although it is true that there is no real written documentation of a one particular Valentine, there is a story. So, while this episode is not going to be like our usual ones, detailing the life of a real person, we are going to learn about the origins of Valentine's Day. Now, Exciting. Uh, Let's go for Yeah, it. before we really get into it, um, James, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? I've got no beef with it. Um, I'm fairly unlucky in love, I think is the polite way of saying it. Um, I struggle to hold down relationships. I'm not very good at commitment, I think is something that I've realised. Um, maybe I'm the problem. Probably. It stands a fair chance. I've never... This is going to break hearts across across the globe. I've never been in a relationship on Valentine's Day. So I don't really have a relationship with the day. Um, I've never had to buy anything, which is fine. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't really care. Like, if people yeah. want to profess their love on social media, you guys go for it. And then all of a sudden, in a few months, we'll see that you've deleted pictures of your partner and that relationship's ended. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know what grates me is when someone will be like, oh, my world. And they'll post a picture of the two of them. And it's like, that's the like fourth world you've had this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. People fucking cycle through, don't they? Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm difficult to love, I think is the, <laughs> the message here. However, if you are single, um, do get in touch. That's what people do, podcast at gmail.com. We'll organise a Zoom call and see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, we're not helping our we're really miserable uh, image at the moment. <laughs> so I'm hard to love as well. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, 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 have, I have people. Yes. People that I love. Yes. That makes me sound like I'm shagging around. I'm not. You know what I mean. It's a nice pause. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Valentine's Day, I've always just thought to be such a pointless day. Like, I really didn't... I've never cared for it. I just... Uh, the only reason I've ever enjoyed it is because, you know, if I was in a relationship at Valentine's, I would get a gift. But it meant I had to give a gift to someone else. I was like, oh, okay. But then the gifts... Well just... The gifts are always shit anyway. They're always, like, heart or love themed. And you're like, right, this is not something I want. <laughs> Yeah, but I think bin the chocolates, bin the flowers. No one, like, I don't think anyone actually ever wants flowers because you just sort of look at them for a little bit and then they die. And yeah, They're an inconvenience, I think, personally. Maybe that's pissed people off. I don't like them. But then I'm a guy, so no one ever buys me flowers, so maybe that needs to change. True. Um, but I've... But buy them something useful. Yeah, no. A slow cooker or a fucking air fryer. If someone got me an air fryer for Valentine's Day, <laughs> cooking that would be the implements. best thing ever. Cooking implements, James. I fucking love air fryers. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, You're going to give your female partner cooking implements for the kitchen. 100%. All right. And then if anyone ever turns their nose up at an air fryer, they are not the one. Right. Straight up not the one. God, James coming straight out of the 1950s tonight. <laughs> It's not even sexism. It's just a love of cooking appliances. And anyone with an air fryer is nodding, going, you know what? He's right. We have an air and fryer. Right. We have one, but I've never used it. And I just, I'm, I'm intimidated. What are you doing? I'm intimidated. It would change your life. The second I first used an air fryer, 
my life was different and I think I use it at least four times a week since. I cook things that have no business being in an air fryer. I put it in the air fryer <laughs> and it makes it so much better. You want to reheat food? Fucking air fry it. If you've got like McDonald's chips that you've saved for whatever reason, they'll go crispy again. They won't go soggy. Wow. Yeah. So good. Get an air fryer. <laughs> we are not sponsored by any air fryer company, <laughs> although we should be. <laughs> if We should if be. Ninja. I, I will not speak highly. Oh, so good. If anybody who works I for have Ninja, Ninja... I have a Ninja. Yeah, anyone works for Ninja, um, if you want to contact us or if you know someone, and we'll uh, we'll get James to like do an ad read for him. But mine is only a single compartment one, which is like, it's fine, great. I want a double compartment. I want to be able to do two things at once. All yeah, right, okay. Um, on flowers, if we... <laughs> on flowers, ah, yes. I, I despise giving flowers. I think it's such a waste of money and a bit pointless. I have the same feeling when it comes to cards. I, don't, I tend not to write cards for birthdays, Christmases, anything mm. like that. I just think they're a bit pointless. You're going to throw them away in like a couple of weeks. That's just not bother. But with flowers, I always think in terms of a metaphor, flowers are not very clever because you give something that at the beginning looks beautiful and lovely and it's very tender but eventually it withers and it dies. And it's like, I don't want to give That's this... My love life. I don't want to give this to a, a, a partner and be like, ah, oh, look, here's some flowers. It's a metaphor of our relationship. I don't want that. Yeah. It's an interesting gift, isn't it, when you put it like that? It is fascinating. But flowers are beautiful. But maybe the beauty lies in the fact that they're not immortal. Listen, I may, they're I may have got this kind. from a TV show or a movie, but didn't the Buddha say something that, like... Um, love is something like a flower or something so you should, if you pull it from if you pull it if you pull a flower from the ground it will die so you should just leave it there and just observe it from a distance and just appreciate it oh that's about like love isn't about possession it's about sort of appreciating right that's a nice that's a nice thought yeah but i agree love isn't about possession mm. uh now while we while the day that we know as Valentine's Day is fairly modern, it seems that some basic form has been celebrated for over 2,000 years and plays a part in the origins of the Roman Empire itself. Now, for those that don't know, Rome's origin story goes that two babies called Romulus and Remus, the twin sons of the god Mars, were abandoned by a river to die. They were saved by Tiberinus, god of the river Tiber and were taken in by a she-wolf who took the twins back to her lair where she suckled them both until they were found by a shepherd who adopted them. The she-wolf is the key to our story. It is said that the she-wolf was sent to look after the boys by the god Lupercus, who presided over farmers, shepherds, wild animals and their fertility. Now, in time, Romans began to celebrate the story of Lupercus's intervention, every year during mid-February, calling it Lupercalia. Now, as Lupercus was the god of fertility in wild animals, priests of Lupercai would sacrifice a dog and two male goats in honour of Lupercus. Now, two boys who were entering the priesthood of Lupercus would have the blood of the sacrificed animals placed on their forehead. Bizarrely, they had to laugh at one another as it was happening. Um, and then they would run around naked, or dressed as goats and dogs with strips of flesh from the sacrificed animals called Februa. Now, the two anointed boys and others would celebrate by running around with the Februa in hand and would slap women with it, just being slapped by pieces of skin and flesh. That sounds lovely. Now, as Lupercus was the god of fertility and wild animals, it was believed by many women 
that to be touched by the skin of the sacrificed animal, it would bless them with pregnancy and, of those already pregnant, an easy delivery. Ta-da! Now, you may have already gathered too, but the skin implements are called februa, which is where we get the name February. Ah, interesting. And you may also be wondering, why February in particular? Well, it's because February, apparently, is a typical mating season for a lot of wildlife and birds, and early Romans knew this, and since humans, and in particular pagans, were once more aligned with nature, they celebrated a fertility god's work in the hope that they would also benefit from it. I mean, it's, it makes, like, <clears throat> November, off the top of my head, is one of the most popular days for birthdays. I'm born in November, and if you just go back nine months, it's February. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah. I, in that sense, I'm a uh, Christmas, New Year, frisky drink at the party <laughs> uh, conception, possibly. I mean, this is the thing. You can work out when you're conceived. Just go three months further than your birthday. It's like if you are born in June, July, August, September, that you're your parents banged in September, to put it bluntly. <laughs> um, we all know it happens. We just never imagine yeah. it. Nor should we. No. You are now, though, aren't you? You can't get it out of your head because I've put it in your head. God, that's no, vile. I Let's don't even know on. who my dad is. That's fine. Uh, this is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> you lucky bastard. <laughs> but we don't call it Lupercalia Day, nor do we run around naked slapping women with strips of flesh to get them pregnant. So how did it come to be called Valentine's Day? It's the late 260s CE, and the Emperor of Rome is a guy called Claudius II. Now, Rome is in a bit of a pickle, to say the least. It's in an era that we know as the Crisis of the 3rd Century. It was a period where the Empire was split into three, and the OG Empire was fighting many wars to try and pull it all back together. Now, because of this, Rome had been at war for literal decades, and its soldiers were tired and disinterested. Now, by the time that the 58-year-old Claudius was crowned emperor in 268 CE, the imperial army was in dire need of men. However, as the story goes, many young men were opting to ignore the calls to join the imperial army and were more interested in getting a wife, having a family and living a peaceful life. And since married men were not required to enlist in the army, Claudius was finding it difficult to replace the men he lost in war. Now, in an attempt to stop this, he decreed that all marriages and engagements were to be banned with immediate effect, the thought process being that unmarried men had nothing to fear losing and would make better soldiers, and having been a soldier all of his life, Claudius was somewhat qualified to say this. Which makes sense, right? He's like, yeah, I've lived all my life and I never had a problem, so everyone else should be the same. That's a typical white man thought process. Absolutely. But you can't stop nature. People are going to people and marriages carried on, but in a more underground ceremony. And this is where our friend Valentine comes into the story. As I alluded to earlier, we really don't know anything about Valentine, which made writing this episode an absolute barrel of laughs. In fact, <laughs> in fact, there doesn't seem to be a one Valentine, nor is he called Valentine. As a citizen of Rome, he almost certainly would have been called Valentinus, and there are at least three St. Valentines, although two of them are considered to be the same person, so arguably there's two of them. That, 
and the fact that the name Valentinus was a very popular name in Rome. So let's just stick to the main story that people are told, okay? The Valentinus relevant to our story is assumed to have been born in the city of Terni, an hour and a half away from Rome itself in 226 CE and became a priest in the Christian faith. Now it was tough being a Christian during this era. We all know that you know being a Christian in the Roman era is not good. I mean it's not the worst time by any means, right? Gone are the days of Nero making human candles out of them, but during the crisis of the 3rd century there was a lot of there was a carousel of emperors. So some didn't mind the Christians mm. and others were a bit more keen to commit genocide, that kind of thing. So Valentinus mm. had been living in a time of acceptance where they were more interested in beating the Christians on theological arguments, but that was now changing. Claudius II was on the throne and he wasn't a massive fan of Christians. One thing they absolutely could not do was evangelise. Now, contrary to popular belief, the Romans were pretty tolerant of other religions. They just didn't like you preaching about it to others and potentially diluting their own Roman pantheon. Valentinus and the Christians didn't really care about the rules, though. They were doing their best to try and convert as many people as possible, and that seemed to have been their main mission on Earth. Unfortunately for Valentinus, he was arrested. Now, he was known to be a pretty charismatic guy and got chatting with his jailer about their differing faiths. Now, the Roman jailer, after having spent many a conversation with him, challenged Valentinus. He said to him, listen, my daughter is blind, has been all her life, was born blind. It's not ideal, not brilliant. But if your God is so powerful, could you cure her blindness? I mean, he's got her there. He's got him, yeah. Backed him right into a corner. Yeah, you don't see many of those miracles happen nowadays. Um, no, Jesus, Jesus was all about that. But well, unless you go to one of them, uh, what what are they called? You know, like the healing churches where everything's just a bit wild. Oh yeah, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. The faith, faith healers. Faith healers. Yeah, they're 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 mad. And they're, they're like, also completely fake. But like, mad. By the power of Jesus Christ, uh, whip out the diabetes from this person, withdraw it from his throat, and then some guys yeah. just standing there going ah like that, and then he's like, and you no person, longer have diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go and eat whatever the fuck they want and probably die. Yeah. Yeah, just throwing twixes at him. You can eat listen this now. Your, yeah, listen listen to your doctors, people. Your doctors. Yes, don't get advice from God. Valentinus, no, never. Valentinus though, took on the challenge as a very, very strong Christian. He took on this challenge, right? So when the jailer brought his daughter with him to meet Valentinus, they sat, they had a chat, and was like, oh, you're blind. Yes, I'm blind. I'm going to heal you now. Okay, cool. Go for it. So Valentinus laid his hands on her eyes and said some prayers and guess what happened? I'm going to imagine she was cured. Yes. Allegedly. A miracle happened. The girl could wow. see for the very first time. And the jailer, at that point, immediately converted, along with all of his family and all of his household staff, which I will point out were slaves <laughs> in Roman times. It's an important detail. Very important. Now, Valentinus was released because of this, but kept in very close contact with the family, especially the daughter that he performed a miracle on. Now, by the time he was out of jail, Claudius's new marriage law was in place. 
Now, I don't know if pagan marriages still happened during this time, despite the law, but Christian marriages certainly did. And Valentinus, being the rebel that he was, was right in amongst it, wedding together young couples in secret. Now, he was eventually caught once again, and supposedly brought to the emperor himself, where they hit it off and were quite friendly. Now, remember, Valentinus is a very charming guy, and Claudius was a fan of him, so gave him a way out. He had to either renounce his Christianity and accept the Roman pantheon, or die. And Valentinus stuck to his guns and kept his faith, meaning that he was sentenced to be executed. Mm. Now, while awaiting his execution, Valentinus was visited by many people, showering him with letters and flowers. And these people, most of them were people that he married. He supposedly wrote a letter to the daughter of the jailer he cured, declaring his love for her and signed it, quote... From your Valentine. Aww. Adorbs. But unfortunately, Valentinus was then summarily executed on February the 14th, 270 CE, by being clubbed to death and then beheaded. Well, there we go. That's why, that's, that answers so many questions. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's on February 14th. We're celebrating a man being mutilated. Well. Or decapitated. Yeah. Um. Well, th- this is interesting, and we'll get to it as we go on. Right. So, Valentinus is now dead, right? And we're 25 or so minutes into the episode, right? And you're thinking, this is a very mm. short one for Ryan. But it's <laughs> not as easy as this. Obviously, we now know about the story of Valentine, or the story that we tell each other about Valentine. Um, mm-hmm. But we've made that fit now. But that was never... Valentine... Valentinus, sorry. I... I Valentinus is not the reason we celebrate Valentine's Day, or at least it wasn't, and we've made it so. Ah, so right, a capitalist holiday, is it? Yeah, now it really is, that really is all that we seem to know about him, right? That is it, 20 minutes worth, done, not worth an episode, you know. <laughs> and even that is questionable, the stuff we know is questionable. So, like I said, we yeah. don't even know if he was a real guy, or if it's just a story. I mean, for instance, it's unlikely he actually cured a girl of blindness uh, or even wrote her a letter ending it with from your Valentine, mainly because it would have been in Latin. Mm. Um, But even the last part where he supposedly met the emperor is dubious, right? Um, Claudius only reigned for like a year and a half and it was marked by constant warring. He was hardly ever around. So why would he, on his day off, just hang out with a Christian priest? That's a very valid point you've raised and, and throws question marks into this story. Yeah, thank you. Now, whether he existed or not, it, it, it doesn't really matter. In 496 CE, Pope Galatius I canonised Valentine, making him the patron saint of Terni, which is his hometown, the patron saint of beekeepers... Travelling, fainting, epilepsy, and plague, of all things. <laughs> That's such a diverse <laughs> range of things to be... You can have bees, but you can also have the plague. <laughs> and also, epilepsy. You're like, That's such a random thing. Mm. <laughs> but at least you'll be able to travel while you do it. Yeah, but may I point out, he is not the patron saint of love. 
No, that's strange, isn't it? But also, does does lep- does epilepsy? Sorry, is it epilepsy? Yeah, and yeah, epilepsy and plague, fainting as well. Does that need a saint? Does that need? Does that need? Does that need I, it? I, yeah, this is the thing. I think the idea would be that you can't go to God for everything, right? Because he's too busy. So you'd go, who's the patron saint of epilepsy? Oh, it's Saint Valentine. Okay, I'll pray to him instead. Like God, you know, like God's got middle right. managers or something. Interesting. Mm. Speaking of epilepsy, we're going to take a little aside here. I remember again throwing back to London Dungeons. Um, Ryan, I don't think you ever did this one because I don't. You, the lifts, like you weren't great in the lift or something. Mm. But the, the lift jester, like uh, th- there was flashing lights in there. Disclaimer: apparently not enough to set off with someone with epilepsy. So it, just remember that going forward. But like really flashing white lights, and we all got in at one point, and I was there pushing my button, complete autopilot, not thinking. And this woman turns to me and goes, I've got epilepsy. Is this going to set me off? And you know when someone asks you about your job when you're in autopilot and you forget everything that's ever happened at your job? I was sat there going, I don't I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck happens in this place I've been for, for weeks and months. So I just said no. I just said I should have said ah. yes, really. I, sh- like, I should, should have said yes, but I said no. And then the doors closed, and then you're fucking trapped in there while this thing happens. And it starts flashing. I shit myself. I look at this woman who looks like she's about to have a panic attack. Oh, no. Um, but luckily, she made it out unscathed, and I did check, and it, it's not enough to set off someone with epilepsy. I don't know why I told that story. I guess the moral of the story is never put someone with epilepsy in a situation where they might have an yeah, attack. Yeah, Which is what I well, did. You know, if you don't know something, ask. <laughs> don't just assume. But you don't ask me. Yeah. I'm the staff member. Don't 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 ask me. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, but yeah, so to to carry on from where we were, um, he's the patron saint of, you know, tourney, beekeepers, travelling, fainting, epilepsy and plague, but he is not the patron saint of love. And the reason being is because Although he died and he's marked as a patron saint and him marrying people was part of his story, no one ever connected it with being a thing about love. They were like, mm. yeah, no, he's Makes a patron sense. saint. He did a really cool thing. He cured a girl. That's a miracle. He did really good Christian things by marrying people in the Christian faith. Um, but he wasn't synonymous with love. So Valentine's no. Day was marked um, on uh, as February the 14th in honour of his death. Uh, or on in honor of the day he was martyred, as they would say. Um, but it was just a feast day, right? And there's loads of feast days for saints all over the place. Um, so that's all it was. It wasn't like a special day or anything. It was just another feast day amongst I many. Think, 
throwing it back to our Saint Nick episode, which is very similar to this, sort of like, did it happen, did it not? Uh, I think that was sort of centred around feast days yeah. as well. Any excuse to just get together and have a bit of a party? Really, I think that's it? really what it is, yeah. So, we now know who the man is, but at no point was Valentine's Day ever celebrated as a day of love. Now remember, it's just a feast day for a martyred saint. There were loads of those, so how did his particular day come to be the day of love? Well, it seems we might have to thank Geoffrey Chaucer for that. You know Geoffrey Chaucer's name ring a bell? Haven't yeah. got a clue. I thought you were going to say Jeffrey Epstein for some reason. Wondered how he tied into it. <laughs> uh, he had a different kind of love. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad love. Jeffrey uh, Chaucer, uh, Canterbury Tales. Why does that ring a bell? Is that with Thomas Beckett? No, that's Jeffrey Chaucer. <laughs> no. I, 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 you know what, Ryan? I don't know. I Canterbury simply don't Tales. know. Explain Canterbury Tales me. is a very old medieval like uh, poem story or whatever. Very, very famous. Um, I had to sort of briefly do it at university, but... I didn't get on with it. It's old English, like older than Shakespeare, so mm. like virtually unreadable for the most part. Anyway, mm. remember when we mentioned Lupercalia, the celebration of fertility for animals in February? Well, well do people in the Middle Ages also knew that many animals found a mate in mid-February, which inspired Geoffrey Chaucer to write a poem called Parliament of Fowls, which, among other things, talks about how birds choose their mates on Valentine's Day, saying, quote, For this was sent on Saint Valentine's Day, when every fowl cometh there to choose his mate. The poem was one of the main reasons for solidifying Valentine's Day as a day of love. Eh? I, it's fascinating how much literature impacts the world. Because going back to Saint Nick again, that the um night before Christmas poem is the reason why we view Santa yeah. as he is, because some bloke wrote a poem. It, it's 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 incredible. Yeah. The power it's of words. It's crazy, right, isn't it? That like as far as like everyone just knew, they were like, Oh, you know, birds and that, yeah, they tend to get together in mid Feb. And then Geoffrey Chaucer just being a creative minded person was just sitting there thinking, and it weird that the birds get together and find a mate on Valentine's Day or around that time. And you're like, huh. Love flourishes mid-Feb. Weird. <laughs> so we immediately started to think that. Yeah. And then because of Geoffrey Chaucer's poem, um, a lot of noblemen would go on to write letters to their loved ones on February 14th. Now, the earliest documented Valentine's letter is by a man named Charles, Duke of Orléans, in 1415. He was nephew to the French king and was imprisoned in the Tower of London for the majority of his life. Now, while there, he wrote a letter to his wife saying, quote, My very gentle Valentine, since for me you were born too soon and for you was born too late, uh, God forgives him who was estranged, who has estranged me from you for the whole year. I am already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine. It's a very sombre and not as lovey-dovey as we might see today, but it is a letter to a loved one and it mentions Valentine. Therefore, it counts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You can sort of see how it all builds. Yeah. Uh, I will point out, though, that his wife here is rather young and he's like 20-odd. I'm sh- It's going to be like an arranged marriage, isn't it? Yeah. They never really yeah. got to... It was. In fact, they got married um, and I think they met once and then he got put in a Tower of London and then never saw her again. God, the good old days. Yeah. 
Now, even Shakespeare mentions Valentine's Day in his play Hamlet. Ophelia says, quote, Tomorrow is St. Valentine's Day. All in the morning be time, and I am made at your window to be your Valentine. It be- uh, mm. So what, what's happening here is Ophelia is saying that um, in the morning of Valentine's Day, she's basically going to be staring out the window looking for her love because it became a common thought that the first person you saw on Valentine's Day would be your true love and Valentine, which led to many funny instances where lots of people were wandering around. Lots of women in particular were wandering around town with just like their eyes covered trying to not see someone. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Um uh. It's interesting that it is in like Hamlet as well because we all know how that relationship ends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Samuel Pepys, remember that name? I do, I do remember that. Yeah, name. Samuel Pepys, obviously famous for writing um, a uh, almost like minute for minute first person view of the Great Fire of London and whatnot, amongst many other things. But he, I think he at yeah. one point he uh, mentions about how he had workmen in the house. Uh, on Valentine's morning and his wife is literally just wandering around the house with her hands covering her eyes because she hadn't yet seen him and she didn't <laughs> want to get caught out. Wow. Well, at that point, your hands are tied and you have to cheat on your husband. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? If, like, it's Valentine's Day, love. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have to. You weren't there. No, the God said. <laughs> <laughs> now, by the time of the Industrial Revolution, handwritten Valentine's Day cards were kind of being phased out, mainly because mass-produced cards with various imagery, such as the classic cherub and cupid, were coming into play. So no longer um, were you sort of just taking your time to fold over a bit of paper, like when you're six and you're writing your mum a Valentine's Day card or something daft. Um, No, now these are being mass-produced. You can go and buy them. They're fairly cheap. Um, it did actually mean apparently, and, I, and listen, I never found out if this was accurate, but I did find one source saying um, that Valentine's Day in the UK tended to die out for a little while, uh, mainly because with the mass production mass production of uh, Valentine's cards, it meant that quite a lot of people were writing slanderous Valentine's cards to people just to piss them <laughs> off. And I, I hope that that's true. <laughs> So people just That's stopped doing it. British humour, isn't it? Yeah. Look at this really nice day. Let's let's ruin it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but so, fun question time. Uh, Cupid is famous for his bow and arrow, but not many people know that he has two different types of arrows. Can you tell me what they are and what they do? Oh, my God. I didn't expect this question. Um <laughs> I just sort of assumed that he had two arrows and he fired one at one lover, one at the other, and then that meant they're together. I don't know. I think that is what I... most people think. Um, yeah. But Cupid has one arrow that is gold, that is for love, and the other is lead, and if he fires that at someone, they will be repulsed by it, the, their lover. That's such a shame. Why is he going around doing that for? I don't know. He's just friend zoning people for no reason. Yeah, um, but then it also, like, interestingly, it's very much like uh, Shakespeare's *Midsummer Night's Dream* when um, uh, Puck goes around and he's giving yeah. the love potions to the wrong people, but the right people, and then there's yeah. all like a big love triangle. I think it could be loosely based on this uh, fact that they knew. It it does seem like it, doesn't yeah. it? What a play that yeah, is! Yeah, I love it. Also. Uh, cherubs you know the little fat babies with wings and whatnot they're actually mm-hmm. cupid but they got sort of diluted and changed down 
to just being fat cherub babies right. and cherubs in christian theology are like a step down from angels as well so they're kind of been yeah they are mixed very angelic. into one another yeah now today valentine's day is more of a capitalist holiday instead of a religious one in 2022 brits spent 1.3 billion pounds on valentine's day buying random bollocks in heart shape and the holiday is continuing to evolve many single ladies begin to uh, ironically celebrate galentine's day but it's become more of a common thing now in fact it's not only galentine's day there's a thing called palentine's day for the guys yeah i only found that out in researching this galentine's day i think it was a thing but i think parks and recreation really did a lot to push that forward because leslie nope celebrates it quite heavily in that really and that was the first i ever encountered it yeah Uh, it was probably around before but that i think pop culture took hold of it palentine's day i've heard of um yeah anything to get away from love (laughs) now for a few fun stats Hmm. men spend on average 44 pounds on their partners compared to women who spend 26 pounds i'm sick of it i'm sick of the inequality i'm i'm sick of this world (laughs) no but james Uh, it is because we get paid more that is why (laughs) that is not that's not a fact that wasn't a fact (laughs) down with the patriarchy yeah Uh, men actually i also think oh sorry i think it's because men are, are generally shitter at showing their love throughout the year and probably have a bit more to apologize for for shit they've done throughout the year um we we laugh but it's true uh and also men are simple creatures and we all know where this is going like if if a man has sex on valentine's day it's a good valentine's day it doesn't matter what else happened in the day you can buy him fucking i don't know uh, a nice meal somewhere i don't know but you know you know what men want well we're simple-minded beasts funny you should mention that 59% of British men see Valentine's Day as pointless, and a fifth of those said that the only point behind Valentine's Day was to get laid. Exactly. It's we tr- As men, we try and be more... We try and be uh, more intelligent creatures. We try to be better, but we're not. Mm. We're not. Humans are humans. We're awful people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, men actually spend 57% more than women on Valentine's Day, which goes to show that it, I would say it's not our day. Well, if we if we want to get into an argument with women here, is any day involving a couple about the man, like, is a wedding day about the man? Oh Absolutely God, no! Not. But he's but he's there, isn't he? God, um, it's always this is my day. It's like no, this is our day, honey. I've dreamt about this since uh, I was an infant. You're like right, okay. <laughs> an anniversary, I think, maybe is a bit more because that's not like a holiday. That's sort of like personal between the two people. Um. No, Valentine's Day is definitely about showing a woman how much you love her in a conventional, like, traditional man-woman relationship. Mm, yeah. Um, <sighs> Which is a shame, because men like to be loved too. We do, we do. But we like to be loved in a different way. Now, I've seen various TikToks as it's now the run-up to Valentine's Day. I see a lot of TikToks. Um, but one of them um, was just like, girls, if you're confused about what to buy your boyfriends and husbands, just buy them toys. And I'm like literally like lego yes. any of that you've won yes someone has she's unlocked the answer she's found the truth scroll just buy your husband or your boyfriend a toy 
your your husband or partner or uh, your you know your significant other they are just a child who is taller than the rest that's all they are james and i have been playing hogwarts legacy at the moment i am living my nine-year-old fantasy <laughs> it is true we are simple we are very simple or an air fryer as previously mentioned or an air fryer but i think toys, gadgets i think toys are generally the way to go Gad- gadgets toys something just like not something you'd buy a five-year-old, but something you would buy for, like, a, a teenager mm. just to try and wow them. Oh, mate, it could be the most pointless thing. Like, Je- Jenna uh, bought me one Christmas, like, a, a VR headset, but for my mobile phone. Yeah. It sits under my yeah. sits under my ottoman bed. I don't use it, but I've got it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's really cool, and I loved it for a little while. Just buy boys toys, yeah. man. That's all we want. It doesn't have to be a thoughtful present at all. Now... Like, I think men a lot of the time do, like, personalised gifts, which are really cute, and I feel like women prefer the sentimental aspects a lot more. Um, I like sentimental gifts, to be fair, but I think I'm a bit of an outlier. Uh, Men are just toys. Mm. Um, I've also learnt from the office through Pam to not buy women heart-shaped things. I can't... Oh, my God. I'm wearing an office hoodie. You are wearing an office hoodie. Uh, Pam uh, Pam and Jim are doing a talking heads moment, and she says about how, like, it's Valentine's Day, and she's like, oh, just heart-shaped stuff so like tacky and cliche and whatnot and then like oh uh, yeah Jim's yeah, like yeah, what about yeah, that yeah. heart-shaped necklace She's like, oh but this one i love this i love this one <laughs> yeah um i uh, i think uh, you see like cues of men outside like pandora oh, God, shops yeah um my friend like i think it was on christmas eve took a picture of his local pandora shop and the queue was out the door which was just fucking hilarious and i, I have it on good authority that most of the women I've ever spoke to have said that they don't want the fucking Pandora charms. Yeah. Like, stop buying the Pandora yeah. charms. They're pointless, and it screams, I didn't know what to do. Oh, 100%. So men be it's better. It's a last-minute gift, yeah. My other half has said, don't ever buy me anything from Pandora. I stay away from jewellery and clothing and anything like that, generally because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'd get it wrong. Yeah. Like, if, if we're going to do, like, jewellery and clothing, I'll be like, right, we're going to go shopping today. And you're going to take me to wherever you want to go and I'll buy it. But like, it's your day. And I think that's a lot better because that sort of gives free reign as well. Like, it sounds shit because you haven't bought it, but I'd get it wrong. Yeah, and at least you're going to get the thing you want. Yeah, exactly. But then there'd also be other gifts as well, like nice little gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're selling yourself, James. I like it. So, you know, again, if anyone's single and interested. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm just going to use this as my yeah. Tinder. Um now, interestingly, we, we, we talk about gifts. Uh, it turns out 50% of women expect a gift at Valentine's Day. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, if you if you expect a gift from your partner... Oh, there's something... Mate, mate, I pity the fool that does not buy their partner something at Valentine's Day. I mean, yeah, there'll, there'll be an argument for sure... But you shouldn't expect a gift. You know what I mean? Like it should be something that a couple wants to do for each other, not what they feel ha- like they have to do. They shouldn't be obliged to do it. Mm. Mm. I think if, if you don't want to buy a gift for your partner, I think it says a lot about your relationship. Unless it's like a a, a a thing where you look at each other and go, "We're not doing gifts this year," which I know a lot of like married couples do, and absolutely power to you. Go for, go for it. Whatever mm. works. Um, on the flip side, forty percent of men say that they don't expect anything. Which, again, I think goes to show whose day it actually is, where men are like, oh, I probably won't get nothing. Yeah. But then if you do get them something and they weren't expecting it, it'll be one of the best things they ever, oh, God, yeah. they ever get. Yeah. I also think, I remember, like, as, as well, like, talking about men, men don't get complimented very much. Like, it's very rare that we'll get complimented about, like, how you're funny, how you look nice. Like, it's so rare that when someone does it, 
you remember it for months. Oh, yeah. And like, it'll make you so yeah. happy. So just... So girls, just just compliment your man. Just say something completely out of the blue, something genuine, and I promise you, like he will have the biggest smile on his face for like ages. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Although we are sort of dangerously heading off into Andrew Tate territory. <laughs> oh fucking! <laughs> Men need to be treated better. <laughs> I mean, I'm we're not misogynists. We're just saying say something nice once in a while. Here's a compliment for you, James. Uh, I really like your new hat. Oh, wow. Thank you, Ryan. It says TWPD on it, and that stands for That's What People ah. Do. If you are interested in hats like this, head over to our merch store where you too can buy a That's What People Do hat. Um, currently, I'm the only person on planet Earth to have this hat. Brilliant. So if you want to steal my thunder, buy go and buy one. Yeah, yeah do it. <laughs> it's, an, it's a nice hat. It's stitched as well. It is. It sits upon the head. It's adjustable at the back, mm. um, as as it probably should be. Uh, I think there's baseball caps as well, but this is a dad cap. I love dad caps. Yeah. So if anyone ever wants to buy me a gift, dad cap or a hoodie. Mm. Uh, let's carry on with some of the facts. Around 145 million cards are sold in the UK on Valentine's Day, or around that time anyway. The environment is fucking crying. Yeah. Stop it. Uh 10% of all the year's marriage proposals happen on Valentine's Day. So, just don't do it. It's not unique. You're not one of a kind. Uh, speaking of proposals, again, it's whatever works for the couple. And I can only speak about what I want and what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do. <laughs> God. Um, But, like, ev- I feel like every woman I've ever been in a relationship with We've always spoke about proposals because it's just something that comes up yeah. like every now and then. And every time I have heard, for the love of God, one, don't do it in public. And two, don't do it at fucking Disneyland. These are the two things that I'm going to live and die by. Some people do that and it works really well for them. I guess if you know your partner, that would, that would like the sort of women I've been involved with that. I think that would be a straight up no. Mm. Also Paris. Everyone does it in Paris. Paris is fucking dirty. <laughs> James carrying on his we, we hatred la- of the French. <laughs> it, it, no, I'm just... As a, as a pure observation of that city, it's the city of love, but it's fucking filthy as, as in terms of, like, dirt and litter. Mm. And just, like, it, it's not nice. Mm. Yeah, I've been to Paris once, and I was a kid. I think we went on a school trip, and I thought it looked cool, but I would like to go again just to sort of see it now as a... 29-year-old. I nearly said 30-year-old. Just have zip-up pockets is what I'd advise. Wow. <laughs> it's, it, it happens in London as well. Pit pockets are rife in Never Europe. Never been pit-pocketed in London. <laughs> no, neither. But whenever I'm on the tube, it's always like... It's, I always think about it. I do every see the journey. signs all the time. But yeah, so, turns yeah. out, romance is alive and well, people. Happy Valentine's Day. Um... I would like to, uh, lastly, just point out, in terms of our stats, um, they are heavily um, gender binary in that there's just men and women in these stats. I am also very aware that there are many other genders who do things very, very differently. So this, uh, my the stats that we have, where I got these from, did specify that these were of men and women. Of course. Of so course. yeah. Love, love is love. is love, man. Do whatever you want. Uh, um, but not that Jeffrey Epstein love that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> not, not Jeffrey love. Oh, I, maybe, maybe that's not even love, some would argue. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. 
Um, I hope you all enjoy your Valentine's Day so much as we have just shat all over it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I do hope you get to tell the ones that you love that you love them. And uh, I do hope that you all feel the love. We certainly love all of you who listen to the show. Um, of which there are lots of you. Uh, because our last, one well, not our last episode, but uh, Shamima Begum episode went out recently. And that is just going off right now. People love Shamima Begum. Um, after that episode, obviously I took the stance in that episode of don't bring her back. I've thought about it logically. I've thought about what you've said. I've had other conversations as well. And I've changed my mind. She, she should be brought in for a trial. I'm not saying she should like come over here and live, but have a trial at least. No, no. We all grow. We all uh, We all learn. That's fine. That's good. Yeah, but then, but then also, she has to be okay with the log- like the logic that she might get killed. Oh yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Not that we would condone that. No, 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 no. Also, like, the, it's not I'm not saying the government's going to do it, but just like some angry citizen that takes the law into their own hands. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, when we just before we went uh, to record this episode, we had a comment from someone saying about how they were like they really enjoyed our take on it. Um, and saying that they, they themselves had so much to say, and it is, loads of people have so much to say on it. Um, I don't necessarily think um, it's fair to say who's right or wrong, but yeah, just everyone has an opinion. You're free to express that opinion. Um, also, randomly, again, guys, if anyone knows why the Essex Boys episode is just absolutely killing it, um, please let us know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I simply don't get it. It's some random fucking story from Essex that Ryan did because it's about where <laughs> yeah. he lives. And it goes off. Is there a documentary somewhere that we don't know about? No, it's but like there's a film. Really interesting. There's a film called The Essex Boys, and that's not accurate. So I just don't know. I, I, I don't understand it. Someone get in contact and yeah. let us know. We should go back and put this little bit in that episode and be like, why the fuck are you listening? <laughs> Obviously, it's great that they are. Yeah. No, I like it, though. Um, but it ba- every week it bangs. I, I don't yeah, get it. Consistently doing really well. I don't know. If, you, if any of you guys know, just you know, reach out. Say hi. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode, guys. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Oh, God, what an episode. That's right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.